0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Flipping It, the podcast all about reselling. It's episode number thirty-two, and I'm here with a very special guest, uh, Nicholas Woolsey. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, go ahead now.
1: Absolutely, my name is Nick, uh, also Nicholas, as I go more formally on uh, Instagram and YouTube. Uh, yeah, been a full-time reseller for the past couple, well, past a year and a half or so. And uh, mainly with Amazon FBA in the area of books, but uh, started out sort of just kind of selling whatever I could find from Goodwill to include like hard goods or shoes, uh, clothing, and then kind of niche down over the past seven or eight months into books and went really hard at that. Um, That's kind of the full-time mission and goal at this point.
0: Yes. And then uh, you're doing Gaylords with books only, or do you uh, still scan or... At stores or what will kind of give a little background on the how you source? It,
1: it's kind of a half and half situation right now, like 50% of each. Um, the Gaylords provide a huge amount of uh, volume to come in. However, there is some infrastructure that has to be uh, handled and maintained with that uh, in the way of like, you know, you, you get a lot of junk books, you get thousands and thousands of books all at once. And so with those, you kind of have to be able to dispose of the junk books quickly. And so that is always kind of a a tricky part of the business. Um, so whenever we have kind of a stockpile of stuff that we need to get rid of, I'll take time and go back to stores and source for a period of time. It's just kind of like, it allows the stores to fill up with books. Uh, and so I'm not running them dry completely all the time. Um, I don't know that I'm the biggest, uh, book sourcer in my area. There, there might be a couple guys that do more than me, um, but I don't. I definitely don't want to run the stores completely dry, uh, you know, all the time. So the Gaylords give the stores kind of a break from me, at least, uh, and able when I'm able to go source uh, yes. in that big, heavy volume.
0: Yeah. So, um, what kind of made you like want to get into doing books? Because there's so many of categories on Amazon as well. Uh, so, what kind of like what what, what uh, attracts you with books?
1: So I think because when I started out in Amazon, I realized that I was gated in a lot of areas. I was restricted from selling a lot of different things. And so I thought, you know, what is the thing that I can get my foot in the door? And at that time, I found Reezy uh, Reezy Resells and and he did books. And I thought, well, this guy's been doing books for a while and it's working for him, then it would probably work for me too, and I was not gated in so many areas, right? So, like, you're still gated in some textbooks or some super popular books, uh, but for the most part, it was wide open, and I saw an opportunity there, and so I went with it, and I think it's paid off, but that's basically the reason why, is because um, I was so restricted in, in other areas, and books are cheap, you know, you can get them 50 cents or a buck a piece, and you can turn 20 to 100 times your money in some cases, it just made sense.
0: Yeah, that that's a very common thing. That's very similar to me as well. I uh, just saw other people doing it. And I was like, might as well hop on it myself. Um, mm-hmm. So what kind of made you do the shift from uh, scanning and stores? You said you do it uh, still obviously, but uh, to transitioning to buying Gaylords, what was kind of the motivation behind that?
1: Uh, it, it basically boiled down to I wanted to see if I could actually do it uh, I was scanning at a book sale and I ran into this guy, John, that's super nice. He's been in the reselling game or in the book selling game on Amazon for five or six years. Uh, this guy was just a wealth of knowledge and he was just telling me all about the different avenues that you could go and different websites. And he was like, you know, you could buy these huge pallets full of books called Gaylords at the, uh, at the Goodwill outlet. And he's like, I do it occasionally and you know, you're paying pennies on, for these books you know pennies on the dollar for these books and i thought i should just give this a shot and so that was on a saturday i went that following monday when goodwill opened up and um i just kind of like fought my way through it to the point where they're allowing me to buy them every week now
0: that's awesome so do you m- mainly source uh the gaylords act the goodwill outlets
1: yeah so that's to my knowledge like as far as i've been able to tell that's the only place that I can locate them. I'm sure there's other areas where you can find Gaylords of books. But for myself, um, I only source them from the Goodwill outlets. And I've had friends that have contacted me and, and other, uh, other booksellers. And they're like, man, I tried this. And my Goodwill just gives me junk books or garbage. That's not been my, uh, my situation. My situation's been very good. Every single time I've gotten pallets... Of books they've all been they've all had winners in the boxes right like there's always been profitable books in the boxes um but that's not necessarily always the case for everybody so there is some some amount of risk going into it
0: yeah and what would you say like because i kind of want to go deep on these gaylords uh versus like just sourcing at a store um Mm -hmm. what would you say like cost per book would be you said pennies like on average, like of, of the winners, of how much do the winners usually cost?
1: Right, good question. So um, I'm paying $0.08 cents per pound for a Gaylord, which can be anywhere from 50 to $90 um, per box, or, or per Gaylord, rather. Um, but whenever you break it down to the amount of books that you're finding, I think my worst box, I pulled 50 books out so that kind of was like a $1 break even on that particular box. It was just a bunch of junk, like uh, kids' chapter books, it was, paperback. It was garbage. But um, a lot of the boxes were pulling 70 to 80 books, I guess, like really, really good books out. And so maybe a dollar or less. Let's say I average about 75 cents per book overall. Okay, which that, is excellent right. con- compared to you know shopping in goodwill where the minimum you're gonna pay is a dollar plus tax um, yeah so seventy I would say seventy five cents would be kind of like the average that I'm pulling out of there
0: all right, yeah that that's really good um, definitely a good price per book um, have you ever had any conditions with uh, issue with like the condition of the books because it's all packed in that uh, area
1: yeah so. We've run into that a couple times. And at first I was kind of blinded by the profit or the potential profit. And so I sent in some books that were pretty sketchy and we'll just say I've had to learn my lesson on a couple books, um, in the way of returns. But we, I've kind of like level headed myself or I've, I've leveled my head out a little bit in this to where now, um, if a book is kind of like on the fritz of being, too rough in a in condition. Like I just won't send it, even if it's a high profit. I would prefer to only send quality stuff in to Amazon because I don't I don't really want that negative review. Um, you know, for the chance that I might make some money on it. Um, there is a lot of condition, you know, a lot of bad condition books that come through for sure. And there's just a lot of junk books. There's a lot of torn books, and you, you're buying a lot of garbage, honestly. But for the hopes that you that you get some really good winners.
0: Yeah. So I kind of want to take a little step back and kind of want you to like break down your process of what you do when you are at the store, like how you get them and transport them from the goodwill to your house, warehouse, whatever it is, and to sorting them and kind of just like do a breakdown of the process of uh, buying and selling in Gaylords.
1: Sure. Um, So I didn't really know what to do in the beginning. Uh, It was kind of like, put your money where your mouth is so i had gone that monday to the goodwill i asked to speak to the manager i spoke with her and told her i wanted to buy one gaylord i had a trailer with me to take it home and she said well we don't sell them you know as one gaylord you have to buy six and so i told her okay just give me an hour i'll be right back i'm gonna go rent a truck and so i drove uh about a half a mile away and i i rented a u-haul truck came right back uh, she was surprised that I, I, you know, took action. She was clearly set back, and she said, "Okay, well, great. Well, you're here with this truck. I guess I'll sell these to you." And I think she had, she had honestly thought I was going to give up, but uh, I do not give up. And so that's just kind of been like going forward every single week when I go, I just go rent a Goodwill truck for 140 bucks, um, oh, you know, out the door, and I show up and I. I buy my six Gaylords. They load the Gaylords onto the truck uh, with a forklift. And then I use my personal pallet jack to kind of maneuver the the pallets where they need to go. And then once everything's loaded up, I pay. I take off. And when I get home, I normally, in the back of the truck, I will scan through two Gaylords, which takes about four hours for me personally. Um, I go through two full Gaylords so that I can kind of empty out the back of the truck. And then I just, uh, it's really, really sketchy, but I pull out the ramp because every every U-Haul truck comes with a ramp. Uh, I pull that ramp out, and I somehow am able to use my uh, pallet jack and just kind of slide them down that metal ramp. We haven't had anything fall off the ramp yet, so that's, that's uh, something I'm thankful for. But it is a really, really sketchy situation. But... That's kind of like the logistics of it. And then we just wheel it around to where it needs to go. Um, I've got a couple storage sheds and I've got my garage in my home that we store the books um, as we sort through them You know, in the, the following days.
0: All right. Well, that's great. So do you think – it's very nice that they do that for you. I didn't really realize that they would do that for you, which is nice. Get them on the truck. Um, yeah. Are you going to maybe invest in like a forklift yourself to get it off the truck easier to try and do that? Maybe that's the next step.
1: That is something we've been considering. Um, another option that we're considering is buying a box truck outright that has a lift gate attached to the back. Okay. Um, so if we had a lift gate, we could load them and unload them without putting that burden on Goodwill. You know, They could just bring the boxes out, we load them, take care of them, um, maybe get cut a discount for that since we're doing most of the work ourselves. But uh, that's kind of like what we're leaning toward more, okay. more or less. Yeah, that would be the move.
0: Yeah, that seems pretty pretty smart. Um, what would you say is like the biggest thing you've learned in the whole process from the beginning, since you've been doing it for a little bit of uh, time now?
1: In regards to the whole Gaylord um, move, I would say that I've learned that like uh, it's, just, it's just so much work, right? Mm. It's, it, it's definitely way more work than I had anticipated. That's not a bad thing. It's just going in. I thought it was going to be, you know, chilling on easy street with these gay lords. But it's like there is a lot of work to it. It's sweaty. It's dirty. um, It's moldy. You know, you're in these boxes. You're sitting in there like we've come across some bugs in there. Uh, It's just it's dirty, grimy, filthy work. Uh, But at the end of the day, like that's. I love that. Like, that's why I'm in this. I'm in this for the work part, you know, Mm -hmm. because I know what the work brings. I know the rewards of the work. And so I think that's kind of like the biggest shock out of the whole thing was how much work it actually is.
0: Yeah. So it's definitely something you want to like plan and build a structure around. Is that kind of what you're working on now? Trying to build that structure to make the process faster and efficient?
1: Yes. So we've handled that initial part of the whole operation where you know you're acquiring the stuff and you know how to scan through and then we haven't even touched on like the actual listing of the stuff right because Mm -hmm. you're pulling 600 books out or 700 books or whatever to send in amazon in one week which is amazing but you still have to go and condition the books and list them and then pack them and ship them Mm -hmm. and so we figured out like how to acquire the books and how to ship them, but we just need to streamline, and that's what we're working on now. To answer your question, is streamlining the whole process and building an infrastructure to where we can just move much faster with with less um, with less less obstacles or friction in the way of
0: that. So, when you get all the winners out, um, how many do you say is usually a week? You said about six hundred.
1: Yeah, it's about six hundred. Um, more or less. I mean, you know, depending on what your your scan triggers are, some people don't want to send in anything less than um, you know five dollar net net profit mm-hmm. potential. Um, I myself like I don't care if if it will net me a dollar, and I'm already going to be sending stuff in anyways. Um, I might as well just send that in with it. It does that doesn't bother me. So uh, yeah, if it'll net me a buck, man, I'll do it for sure.
0: Yeah, and especially because you're getting the books for so cheap, so. That's definitely good. So I was going to ask you that. Um, would would you say you change your uh, profit triggers based on the Gaylord buying versus a store buying?
1: Yes, I did absolutely. That's a good question. Um, with the store buying, I would set my cost of goods to maybe a dollar twenty five at Goodwill. If I'm buying dollar paperbacks, you know, because you have to account for the tax mm-hmm. and all and shipping into Amazon. Um, so $1.25 or $1.50. And then I wanted to see at least two fifty dollars profit at the Goodwill stores. But because I'm dealing in such heavy, heavy volume with the Gaylords, you know, we set that uh, that cost of goods to 75 cents. And then we're just looking for a dollar Maybe $1.25, depending on how we're feeling for the day, uh, on what we want to see in profit. And then also with the Gaylord stuff, we're going for a a little bit higher rank books. Um, and with the higher rank, we also elevate the minimum profit that we're looking for. So obviously, you know, a 1.5 to 2 million rank book, we want to see seven to $10 profit coming out of those since they're going to sit maybe a little bit longer in the Amazon warehouse.
0: Yeah, that, that, I was going to touch on that as well. So when you get all your books, uh, the winners for the week, do you list them throughout the week? Or do you kind of get all the winners and then uh, list and prep and all that stuff? Or do you do it throughout the whole week?
1: So I've I tried both ways. Um, you know, finish two gay Lords and then process all those books and then go do two more Gaylords. And I think that seems to work better than processing all six Gaylords and then listing and well, conditioning and listing and sending everything at once. Um, just because like, let's, I'll be honest. I, I just want to break sometimes from dealing with all these dirty, nasty, moldy books in the summer heat. So I'll, like sit in my air conditioned office and process books. I love that. Um, so yeah, I, th- I feel like that works better for me because I can pull out 150 books or or more out of two Gaylords and that's like a really solid shipment to send in for, for a couple days work and then uh, and then go back to the Gaylords and do the whole thing over again.
0: Yeah, so what would you say, um, you said you're buying the books for pretty cheap, what would you say like an average Gaylord or an average six Gaylords is of, of profit about average?
1: About average, I would say easily for myself and how we've been operating, I would say easily $2,000 profit. Um, Some of them, some of the Gaylord uh, trips that I've gone on were a little bit more expensive. And so they were closer to the $2,000 mark. And then one or two of the Gaylord trips that I went on, they were like really well priced. I don't know why I was paying so little for all this stuff. Maybe the boxes were a little bit lighter or or the manager was feeling kind that day, but um that was like twenty seven hundred dollars worth of potential profit for just one week of work, which is uh you know not terribly bad at all
0: mm-hmm. so I think the question everyone has is what do you do with all the bad ones guys? i that's the biggest question uh, I'd assume you get, and other uh, people that buy in bulk get uh so what do you do with like the bad books?
1: Definitely, the mo- that's the most asked question for sure. Uh, well, I'll be I'll be like very transparent and honest. I have ten Gaylords sitting outside my garage right now, covered in a tarp because we're uh, we're waiting for a dumpster to be delivered to get rid of them. Uh, so we scan through. I scan through the Gaylords and look for Amazon books. And as I am scanning through, looking for Amazon books, my wife is scanning, looking for uh, books for declutter you know, books that wouldn't be good on Amazon, but you can sell back on declutter. And then she, uh, also sells back locally to, uh, some of these kids clothing and toy stores, like consignment shops, they'll buy back books. And so she makes uh, a fair amount of money from that. Um, we look for books that seem, you know, that kind of, kind of look good for eBay, but wouldn't be good for Amazon that are, there's no profit on Amazon, but you can get profit on eBay. Um, and then everything after that just goes into a, a giant dumpster, and uh, and just goes to the to the landfill. We thought about donating back to the thrift stores, but the problem with that is is we don't want to put these books back into circulation and then risk ending up buying them in Gaylords later on down the road. That would really really suck to buy books that you've already bought and thrown out. You know, so uh, we do donate some books to schools and and things like that but a lot of the books that we get are not worth donating to schools because of the condition or the type of book that they are
0: yeah so could you touch in a little bit you said something about declutter uh, what is that and can you kind of explain what that is i've never really heard of that
1: sure so declutter is an app that you can download on your smartphone and you scan the barcode of books cds dvds or electronics and they, if there's any value, if they find any value in the item that you're scanning or that you're searching, they will offer you a price that they'll pay you in order to send that item into them. And so you can, let's say you scan 100 books and 15 of them come back as profitable. They might pay you 50 cents to a dollar per book. And all you need to do is come up with $10 worth. Uh, then they'll pay your shipping for you to ship it into them. Uh, but if you come up with $15 worth, you can easily ship that package into them and they will, uh, I think they PayPal you. I think they PayPal you that money when they receive the package and scan everything in. So it's basically just another way to offload books. Um, I got a payment out today for $68 just for four books that I had found that were, they were good on Amazon, but they were better through one of these apps and, uh, they paid me out through PayPal today. Just doing that sort of thing.
0: Oh, wow. I, yeah, I've never heard of that. That's a great uh, tip. So mm. is it? do you think they're just selling on Amazon, or what do you think they're doing with the books, if you were to guess?
1: I, I honestly have been th- – I had thought about that a lot. I frankly couldn't tell you because sometimes they're offering more than what Amazon is offering. Or for me to send in to Amazon – would be a total loss, but they're offering me profit. What I'm thinking is perhaps they are selling on Amazon, but as merchant fulfilled, mm-hmm. so their fees are a lot less, and they're able to actually warehouse the inventory themselves. That's all I can really come up with as, as a, an educated guess. But uh, yeah, that's that would be it.
0: Yeah, another thing I wanted to touch on, you just mentioned obviously merchant fulfilled. Do you have like a certain strategy you do with basically sending in merchant fulfilled or Uh, FBA, or do you only do FBA if you want to like touch on that?
1: Uh, Yeah, I only do FBA because um, I simply don't have the infrastructure or the space to store stuff. Um, Some books that I'm restricted from selling on Amazon, I will sell on eBay. And, and you know, I'll hang on to those but that's very small. I keep it in you know one small cardboard box. I have some high dollar books that I'm just not allowed to sell on Amazon, so I'll sell them on eBay, but I don't do any merchant fulfilled um simply because I don't have the space to warehouse books right now
0: yeah i I'm pretty much the same way. I'll do a very minimum like I'll only sell merchant fulfilled if it's a really low rank and there's more profit than f b a that way I know mm-hmm. it's gonna sell fast and i I honestly prefer f b a It's so much easier with books. Um I have a couple MF books I'm sitting on right now that I'll probably end up just sending to uh, Amazon eventually in the future. Um I kind of want to uh bring in do you do anything else like besides books or you want to just mainly focus on books?
1: I mean I've tried like retail arbitrage. I found a few things. I think I was at Walmart one time going through the electronics section and I found these Sony um digital camera batteries. And they were ten bucks a piece, and so I bought five of them. I sent them in. They were selling for fifty bucks on Amazon, and my take home was thirty. So I bought five of them and sold a couple right away. I think the the sales rank was four hundred and something in camera and video, and so those sold really quick. And I went back to Walmart a couple of weeks later, and all the remaining batteries. I think there were six or seven of them. They were five dollars. And so that was a no-brainer. I bought all of them, sent them in. I've sold through all those. Uh, but with the exception of that and like one-off little things that I find here or there to send in, uh, like 97, 98% of my stuff is just books at this point.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, you could obviously do it. Books are great on Amazon. I just was kind of curious if you wanted to like stay with books or move into another direction. Um, I th- Yeah, okay. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I was gonna say, I think I will eventually move out of books or, or maybe add to the books eventually. But right now they're, they're so, um, they're so available to me where I'm located, maybe, maybe, you know, my region, my area, um, where I live, they're just so available to me that they're filling up all my time. And honestly, and part of like my whole YouTube channel and Instagram is, is teaching people how to do this themselves because, you know, an absolute beginner with almost no knowledge about Amazon at all can come into this and start making money from like week number one um, just by selling books. And so I just kind of want to show people that this is totally doable. I'm brand new at this, you know, only a few months in. I'm new to this, but like it's working for me. So that's why I share that. Eventually we'll move on to other stuff. But right now this is just working so well.
0: Yeah. uh, So what would you say you want to give like a little beginner tip to people that are wanting to transition from just scanning books in stores to scanning into Gaylord's what would you say like the one thing they need to think about or like do in order to have success?
1: I would say, I think I've given this information or this advice out. Um, you have to make sure that you have some sort of infrastructure that you can work out of or, or work with When it comes to the Gaylords, you know, uh, if you live in an apartment, but you don't have any space to store this stuff, it is not going to be a smart move to bring it home in a U-Haul and you'll be stuck. There'll be nothing for you to do, you know, nowhere to put the stuff, put the books, put the pallets. Um, You'll have to rent maybe a storage unit. Just try to figure out all the steps before you actually go buy these pallets of books, because um, it is a lot of volume. And that's something that I was. I was really truly shocked by is the sheer volume of books like blew my mind once I got at home.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I wanna dabble into it, but I'm kind of in the situation with no room, no storage. I'm still working out of my parents' garage, so it's tough for me to like convince them, like, hey mom, I wanna go buy six Gaylords. Um so I'm I'm staying away from it for now, but it's definitely something I wanna consider doing. Um so do you have any questions you want to talk t- talk about or anything?
1: So, um, yeah, I, just, I would be interested to hear about how long you've been doing uh, Amazon because you had mentioned you do Amazon books. Um, I'd be interested to hear a little bit about how long you've been doing this.
0: Yeah, so for books, I've been doing it since uh, January of this year, so about seven months, eight months or so. Um, still new to it, I think. I'm starting to transition out of books, if I'm being completely honest, Um, but they're really nice because they're just that bread and butter. I know if I can go to a bookstore, I'll know I'll be able to find money, but I'm really trying to add other things that are more high ticket items. So I'm spending more money to make more money Uh, because obviously books are so cheap. You can only make so much on like certain books, like the amount of money you're going to make is a lot less because you're spending a lot less. So right now I'm going to try and transition into other things. Uh, but since the beginning of this year, been selling books uh, pretty consistently.
1: That's awesome. That's really uh, – that's good to hear and, and quite encouraging for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. But I am doing now obviously other things. Uh, another thing I've had success with recently is grocery items. I'm going to start talking about a little bit more but I'm still really new to groceries. Um, like mm-hmm. going to Big Lots and Walmart. I just went to Walmart today, found a couple items. Uh, so grocery items are going to be a thing that I'm really into recently.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I, I honestly haven't given any thought to grocery. I know, I got ungated in it. It was like an auto unrestricted kind of thing, in mm-hmm. um, grocery as a general uh, as a general category. But I haven't even I haven't even looked into any of that stuff yet.
0: Yeah, it's it's something I'm going to talk about a little bit more. But it's it's nice. You just uh, with groceries. Uh, I'll share this to everyone and you. Uh, you just got to be careful with expiration dates. 120 days, you have to have it um, – it has to be 120 days out in order for you to send it to Amazon. Uh, mm. But I'd probably recommend even more. Uh, but again, I'm still really new to it, so I kind of don't want to share too much because I don't know too much. Um, but sure. it's been fun. So that's kind of what I've been leaning into. Um, and I and I uh, saw you were starting your podcast. Do you want to give a little plug to that?
1: Sure, yeah. So um, the podcast is basically geared towards – I don't want to say motivating because I don't want to sound like a, a motivational kind of podcast, but inspiring people and helping um, helping entrepreneurs or, or, or leaders or athletes or people that are struggling or in tight spots to be able to plug in and listen to the challenges that other people have gone through and succeeded in kind of coming through uh, victorious on the other side. And so the podcast is called uh, It's All of Your Business, basically – Going and talking about the things that in the past were nobody's business, right? Those struggles and trials and tribulations that uh, successful people fight through to come out on the other side. And then we make it all of your business so that you hear this and it's encouraging and uplifting and, uh, and hopefully helps people, right? Because like that's sort of what I feel so called to do in life is, is to help people reach that next level of their life, whatever that may be. And so that's kind of what it's geared towards. It's not so much about Amazon. It is definitely geared towards the business and money and success mindset, that sort of thing. But exploring those those hard times in the lives of people who are successful uh, to show that it is possible. Like you're not you're not in this struggle alone. Every single person who has ever achieved greatness has gone through struggles similar to yours, or even exactly like yours. Um, Everyone struggles. and so we want to explore that and, and open those doors up and share that with people.
0: Yeah and, and what's it called and where can people find it?
1: It's called it's all of your business. And the first episode drops Friday. Um, yeah, super excited about that. It will be um, it'll be on Apple and Spotify. We've got those linked and uh, yeah there's a, a couple other places. So I don't actually handle distribution. I have a guy that will is handling all of that distribution for us like for the whole platform. So um, yeah, more info to come on that for sure.
0: Awesome. So hopefully we were able to help everyone out. You think we uh, touched on everything uh, with the Gaylords?
1: I think so. Yeah, it was a, uh, yeah, I think we touched on everything.
0: Awesome. Sounds good. I was going to wrap it up for this week's episode, episode number 32. Uh, give your plug to your Instagram, whatever you like.
1: Yeah, it's uh, Nicholas underscore Woolsey. And uh, I'm, I'm most active on there. I answer questions in the DM constantly. And then my uh, YouTube channel is just Nicholas Wolsey, all one word, and I do tutorial videos on there.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode, and keep on flipping.